Boy wonder? I'm all man, lady! First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get you. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So popping those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth you with features. Neither listen by weekly or you can pinch us. We got it all, baby. Are there Ninjas! So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Mr. Mauer, and with me is my comic crew for this show review. We got Fireside's musical maestro, the mighty Moshko. I like my beats funky. <laughs> and our helpful historian and resident researcher, Baby Huey. What is going on? What's going on? What's going on? Uh, what's going on? I can't do I'm that back. whole falsetto thing, though. It's not uh, What's going on? You know, okay. Well, it is Friday. Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. What we got here is failure to communicate because it's the end for some people. Hmm. As we know it. I just came back. Yeah, sorry. We're going to have to get rid of you. <laughs> Um, so today we're going to be recapping last week's episode of WandaVision, episode eight, so spoiler review, but today is the last episode of WandaVision, so after you listen to this, uh, I'm going to say it, I said it Wednesday, I have a feeling, and I hope I'm wrong, but I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of ups upset people with the end of this show. Um, I think they kind of yeah. painted themselves into a corner. And there's no way to get out of this in one episode without doing a few things that we'll get into. Um, we did not post the six and seven recap, uh, you know, last week because we had some technical difficulties. There's a chance we might be getting that up and out there for you in the future. It just is going to require a lot of uh, digital recovery. Um, <laughs> if it's not up to snuff, we don't put it out. And uh, all, all of the hosts listened to some samples of what we could do, and we kind of nixed it, so we apologize. It was a great issue. We did have Frank and Mojo Juju on the issue, and they were great, so I'm going to try and salvage it, uh, but it's going to be very intense. But we're here to talk about episode eight, or I like to call it Pardon the Interruption Part 2, because that's basically what this felt like. Um, is uh, let's make sure we know you're, where you're at. Let's <laughs> confirm all your theories that you had and get ready for the next phase of this show. Um, so let's start off with what did you think of this episode in comparison to the previous seven? Where does it rank for you? Did you like it? Did you hate it? I will uh, go first on this one or second since you didn't like it. Um, I didn't say I didn't like it. Well, let me elaborate on that. So when you say rank, we'll, we'll say it's probably in the bottom third of, of the episodes. Um, but where you don't necessarily like to see the behind the scenes stuff going on, 
I'm very much interested in those things. And it's, it's not from a, I don't know what's going on standpoint. It's from a, what do these characters think is going on? Or, you know, what, what, it is, what is it that they're actually going through, you know, during that time? Um, I like to, to kind of put it in there with uh, like a ref, uh, wrestling kind of reference. You know, I like to know kind of what's going on behind the scenes with the actual characters and wrestlers and stuff like that. So um, some people don't want to see that. They just want to see what's given to them. Um, Listen, keep it kayfabe. Sure. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I want to see what's going on with Sword. I want to know, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. I want to know what's going on with Vision from a, uh, you know, standpoint of where's the body. Or the- so you enjoyed the the overall arc of this episode I, for the most part um i just i you know getting getting some of the information about um water was that episode seven Man. no we got we got the we got the information so basically this episode i'll do a quick overview sure. is uh we see uh agnes or agatha mm-hmm. and her big thing is we see her kind of origin and she wants more power and she doesn't understand how Wanda has the power to do what she's doing. So she takes Wanda through a journey of her own history to find out where and how she developed the power to do what she's doing right now. Um, And we'll get into like the different phases in a little bit. Um, But at the same time in those scenes, we also saw that uh, Wanda may not have taken, well, she didn't wear the spoiler show. She didn't take the body of vision. She just created vision in this, which we had, I think most of us had said was what the deal was the whole time. Um, and she touched on that. She did create fake tro or Fotro, whatever she called him, uh, because the body was across the world, which was kind of a funny joke. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, didn't hate the episode. I really liked a lot of the the story they told about Wanda and really getting into her power. The thing that would have made it better for me is if they had done it kind of in the format that I had hoped. Imagine we didn't know anything that was happening on outside. And then last episode and this episode, you know, they get to the cliffhanger of, oh my god, Agatha is this. Stop. And then catch you up on everything that's been going on, on the outside so that we finish the show simultaneously. But like it gave the outside story kind of a, a very fluid this into this into this to kind of recap you and go into the end, you know, kind of like a Tarantino movie where like you see the whole story arc of that one person up until the last scene. Then you go to the whole other story arc of the other person to that last scene and give it that kind of linear breaking apart rather than a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, okay. So, and that, that was my only thing is it definitely felt like we're stopping the show to explain other parts of it before we could finish the show. And I don't know if there's a better way to do it. If this is, is the best way, it's just a type of storytelling that for me kind of took me out of what I was feeling on the inside the hex scenes, if you will. So Huey, what are your thoughts? Uh, overall, I, I did like it. I, like you said, I, I liked finding out a little bit more of some of the stuff, the stories that we knew from Wanda's past, but then not, not actually seeing it. Uh, the only miscue I think that Marvel did, and it could just be 
Wanda misremembering it wrong. In Age of Ultron, she did say that they were at dinner when the when the uh, bomb hit. They were watching TV. So that could just be her misremembering or Marvel screwed up a, a tiny bit. Or they were doing what most families did at the time is like TV dinner that we just didn't see that part. True. Could be that as well. Uh, yeah, but, could- uh, I was hoping in the Hydra scene that we were going to get Strucker back for a quick cameo. But just I enjoyed, you know, finding all the behind the scenes stuff that we didn't know about yet. All right. So let's t- break it down scene by scene. So the first door she goes to is the story we heard the them at home in Sokovia when her parents died. And we got confirmation that the toaster is the bomb. Correct. 100% confirmed. Same noise, yep. uh, same light. So they're looking at it. Um, what I liked is One they kind of. Sh- us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they show why we're watching these stories. And her dad family didn't have much money. So their dad looks like he was selling bootleg versions of these TV shows on DVD. And whatever he didn't sell, they would watch. Um, and her favorite show was kind of hidden one that he didn't want to sell. Uh, her favorite show was Dick Van Dyke, which is kind of why we started off there. Uh, so that was really cool, but also it wasn't a dud bomb. It turns out, or at least that's what's implied. So what Agatha says is you cast a, uh, what is a probability spell? Yeah. And kept the bomb from exploding. Now this could be one of two things. They could be going to the mutant thing and that, that initial, event was traumatizing enough to trigger the X gene or which we'll get into later. She's just truly a witch and she's uh, channeling that chaos magic inadvertently without even knowing it at a young age. It could be, but then how would you explain Pietro with his speed? I I think with the, with the, um, with the witch part of it, you know, you need to actually learn. Well, like the stuff is real, but we're going to say it's kayfabe, right? <laughs> kayfabe. Keeping it so kayfabe. You need to learn these spells. So if she, because I mean, you, I would Do think you though? kind of, I mean, you, you Remember, have to say it, something, right? You got to well, do the whole. There's all different yeah. kinds. And this is going to like, in some magics, you just have to think about, like you bring it to creation. Your thoughts. Mm-hmm. There are other magics where you have, like, if you look at Dr. Strange, he kept saying, my hands don't work. I can't do this magic. And then they showed the guy without a hand doing it. So was it him saying something? Was it him doing something or was it just him believing it that created that magic? So I think that kind of establishes in the MCU that magic can just be created. Didn't that he you have to do- still learn it though? What did he learn to, he just had to visualize it. Yeah, but he, he wasn't doing that when he was, Four or five. No, so but he he had to develop that school. She's powerful enough, it seems that, and that's what Agatha is upset about. Is without Mm -hmm. all of this practice and all this time, she just could do it, which could lead to the whole mutant thing. And I'm I believe that a little bit more than you know the random witch was able to do one of a very very powerful spell. But we did get in that scene like the source of kind of her happy spot. Mm-hmm. We did. You know, uh, and if you notice 
um, her dad and mom were kind of cuddled up on the sofa in the same way that her and Vision cuddled up on the sofa in almost all of the episodes. So it's it's almost the same exact thing every single time. So I think that really had a lot to do, like, her happy spot was kind of going back to that memory of watching these TV shows with her family at a young age, and that's the last time that she was truly happy. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. So then we go into the next part of her brain uh, and her history of her volunteering, you know, to be a part of... You know, and Agatha even makes fun of it, like an evil, <laughs> an evil, evil group of militant people. She was a volunteer and, you know, it goes into and you have Loki's staff there mm-hmm. and they say, go touch it. And they make it like everybody else has died. <laughs> Just touch the tip. You'll be fine. We promise. <laughs> um, but. I don't know if you guys noticed this too. Like, she never actually touches it. No, she just like takes a what two steps towards. Takes it? a step to it, and time changes. So she sees herself in this energy in the future. It looks like, or what her pure self would be. It's her in a costume, um, with you know very comic accurate headpiece of the Sokovian fortune tellers, if you will. Um, but when they're watching it it looks like she goes from standing to just laying on the ground in a split second. Right. When you're watching the, the footage that was recorded, the footage that was recorded and they go, what's happened? Like what happened? They didn't know. This could be a few different things. Is it her power or was it the magic that she did that just kind of had this whole experience and she was able to control reality and time at that moment? Like, did she get the power from the staff? Or was that what triggered her connection to the, the chaos magic? I, th- I think it's like what Agatha said. It was that it, it amplified her power that was already there. Did it, so did it amplify or did it just create a reaction? So if you think about the first time she was about to die, she didn't need much power to just stop that bomb from exploding. Right. But in order to prevent her from dying from touching this infinity stone, she needed a lot more power. So her body kind of reacted and that chaos magic reacted in a much bigger way, which would explain why she was drained of power, like, and just kind of collapsed. Uh, possibly. Yeah. Mashko. <laughs> Chicken or the egg. I mean, it's. Hopefully we'll find out. I, you know, I don't, but there are some things I just like, all right, it's part of the story. Let's move on. They're doing a good job though of you. It could be either. It could be, she is mutant. It could be mad. Like they're not leaning one way or the other right now. And I think that's because they don't know right now. So I, I would say they're, you know, uh, Huey earlier said, you know, maybe they forgot something. I think everything they do is highly calculated you know, down to, you know, something that happened in episode five is going to come out in Blade, you know, whenever that's released. I, <laughs> but, I think that it's like... But with the whole mutant thing and the fact that they gave her and Pietro a different origin because of the fact that there was the mutant version in the X-Men universe and this version, I think they're trying to find a way of explaining it all that doesn't create too many uh, plot holes 
And I think that's why they're keeping it a little murky right now while they're figuring out exactly how it is. You know, right. We, we, they have an idea we want to get here and this is how we think we can do it, but they might leave enough wiggle room in their fan reaction sways it one way so we can wiggle this way or we can wiggle that way based on how the fans react. Do you think they're really looking at that? Like, or somebody going to petition, hey, we need... I think they are just... Be- to that? I think because of these two characters not being ideally how the fans want them to begin with and them having the opportunity to change it, but then you have the, the shuckies of the world that don't know how they should be who would be upset if they changed it. So this is the convergence of two different fan groups right now. They finally have the ability to make them how they are in the comics and they're mutants. Yeah, that and one then doesn't the, go w- well with comics. Convergence. And, th- and then you have the <laughs> other group of fans that are like, I love this, the MCU, they were created by the Infinity Stone, this is awesome. Like, those two groups are kind of not going to see eye to eye if too much has changed. So I th- that's why I think they're going to kind of play it down the, the middle with this. I would be happy to never see an Infinity Stone again, and let's move on to the next important thing. Well, Agreed. Let's, let's like, move on to the what was the next scene in her brain? <laughs> uh, the scene. Avengers compound. She's uh, on the bed. He comes through the, the ball. Which I, sorry, uh, I intruded. That was a nice callback to uh, to uh, Civil War. Yep, and uh, her watching Malcolm in the middle. Yes, which um, was funny. And, to me, the takeaway of this scene is one, it shows like her falling for him, but two, that she was a huge part of him getting his personality. And we'll get Jeez. into why at the end, I think that's important because without her, I don't think that we get vision with the emotions and feelings and humanity that we saw in infinity war. Yeah, Cause I'm, I'm visualizing that that scene takes place days or weeks after age of Ultron, but she was still dealing with the death of Pietro. Yeah. She says, I'm in a new country and all that kind of stuff. So this was very soon after age of Ultron. So they spent a lot of time together. Them watching TV. Yes. She, she, and again, is sitting on the edge of the bed, very similar to way her parents watch, like, Watching it on the sofa. Yeah. Watching a show that was her... She now invited him into her safe place. Her safe spot was watching those sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Because you saw Malcolm in the middle in the DVD case uh, of her, that what her dad was selling. So that was her kind of cocooning into this safe space and she was let him into that and made him a part of it. So we see that, but we also see what he got from that experience. Um... That scene was out of the whole episode. I think that was the most well done flashback scene. Like, I feel like you gained the most insight to the characters from that scene compared to any of the other ones. Right. Cause you, you gauge how their connection is and where it stems from. Right. What'd you guys think of that one? Moshko, <laughs> you look like yeah, you look, take you it or leave it. Yeah, you know, I, that's I'm I'm looking at something else over here <laughs> <laughs> that I, I th- we'll we'll touch on it in a little bit, I guess. I'll I'll have the question in a little okay. bit, but yeah, I, I, there's like I said earlier, there are certain parts of this episode that are just meh. 
It, you think this was just a move on part? Kind of. Yeah. All right. And you're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> well then. And, and I thought it gave great, great uh, character development for their backstory. All right, speaking of character development and backstory, the next scene we go and see um, is her going to Sword to see Vision's body. body. Sword. Bottom. Sword. Sword. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, it was kind of weird because they're blocking her. Then all of a sudden, no, I want you to see this. And they bring her in and show them dismantling and taking apart um, Vision. She shatters the window, which formed a heart. I don't know if you guys saw that when it shattered. I missed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- it was. When you watch it, there's certain cues in the show that they're about to do something cool. So like whenever I feel like they slowed down and focus on something a little bit, like my eyes go, okay. They're going to do something here. There's going to be a clue. Um, and it's a blinker. You miss it. Like when the glass shatters, it, it kind of looks like a heart. Cool. She goes down and she couldn't, you know, she said, I can't feel you. Like she said her goodbye to vision. That's what she and said. You're ex- and you're expecting like, okay, now she's going to take all this power and steal his body. Nope. She leaves it. Mm-hmm. You see her driving through this old beaten down you know, down on its luck neighborhood, things boarded up, people don't look like they have much money. The town looks em- sad. Town looks sad. And you see this empty lot, and then she opens a piece of paper, and it's got a heart, and it, it's the lot, and it says for us to grow old together, or something like that. Mm-hmm. V. So he had bought them a place to build a house and, and grow old together. And that's where she loses her shit and manifests everything she makes the whole town in her image and she manifests vision she doesn't use his body she manifests him which takes what everybody had been thinking the whole show because we were told that she stole was told stole his body which was a red herring and she actually created it so but was it what if all of this stuff that you just talked about is not real (laughs) wait what and she actually (laughs) did go in there well, you know, we're getting, uh, you know, they're sending us in one direction and pulling us back in another, and we're, we're all over the place with this story. So when she went to S.W.O.R.D., you know, you know I was anticipating the whole, you know, she's going to just, you know, do her thing mm-hmm. and destroy a lot of stuff. Um, she didn't. Um, but I was expecting that. And then that had me thinking, okay, this, you know, the whole scenario you just painted was real what she did before was not but then i'm thinking well what if that is actually flipped what if it actually is the other way around when we get to the post credit scene though is where i feel you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> but that's but a completely or... different vessel it's a completely different vessel all right we'll, we'll the get same. there in a second it's... um <laughs> Right, let's just get there. The post credit, <laughs> the post credit scene. You know, we see them in a lab and going, "Oh, all well, this time we were trying to find a power source. We just needed to go to the source." They show the drone that she dragged back out, filled with chaos magic, mm-hmm. and then we pan up and see White Vision come to life. First off, called it. Menti was wrong. <laughs> called it. Called it. First thing I did. One. Was I text uh, Menti? I was right. And that was it. Um, 
<laughs> Simpsons dude shows up. <laughs> I should have done that and he would have known. Um, I think what they were doing is they weren't stripping him down is he was pressuring her to bring him back to life then. He was the one that said you have the power to bring him back to life. They were trying to make Vision a sentient weapon at that moment mm-hmm. and they couldn't figure it out. So his idea was to keep her from the body so she would come in and then he could implant these things that she could reanimate that corpse. And I think that was his goal. And when that didn't work, they kept trying to do it on their own, so they reassembled the body, we got White Vision, and that's when he realized that he could still use her to bring Vision back to life. Right. Just without making her do it. So. But here's <laughs> Yes. Here's what I, here's what I think's gonna happen. We know they're going to send White Vision in. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the Vision without emotion, so he's going to be very easy to control and say, look at this bad person here. And if you, from the outside, and they've been kind of saying the whole time, Wanda's the villain. They're trying to paint her as the villain. Because from the outside world, she's holding people hostage. She is a villain. Yes. So it'll be real easy to take somebody who can't process complex emotions and say go stop this he sees everything black and white right now now she's gonna have the vision she created in there and herself and she's gonna have to look and be like that really is vision like she's gonna have this inner i created this vision here but he can't leave the hex she knows he can't leave the hex so she's gonna have to make a decision yet again do I let Vision die that I created for this real Vision who isn't the Vision that I love or destroy, like, it's that's where I think our mental snap for her, if you will, is going to happen, because either way she loses. I'm thinking she's going to try and merge the two, and it's not going to work. And that's where she's going to snap. I think she'll show one last one last chance to get her Vision back. It doesn't work. He dies. She snaps. Or does she make a deal? Is this the moment? Is this the moment that Mephisto finally pops up and says, I can give you what you want. Turn the comics on the head. It wasn't the kids that he needed to help her with what she wanted. What she wants is vision. And that's where we get some sort of deal and his kind of trickery comes into it. Find out later today. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll, I'll probably watch it super early in the morning. That's what of course you doing. will. Of course. So, then, then you text us, don't, don't check the internet for spoilers. Hey, <laughs> I'm trying to be helpful. That's all I'm saying. I'm trying to be helpful. You know what? On that note again, people are assholes. <laughs> they are. <laughs> like 7 a.m. No, like, no, try like 3, 4 o'clock when it drops. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Like, you're not even giving people enough time to wake up and be like, I wonder what the news is today. Like whatever people with no lives can we, can we rewind a second yeah can we go back to uh pale vision white vision pale, whatever you want to call vision. them um which we need those pops by the way <laughs> yeah so uh power source arc reactor see that's, i said the same thing what's power in this guy mm-hmm. i think it's true magic mm-hmm. i think the the gem in the forehead if you will is just a a flourish on the costume 
To, what, it's still a power source that has to keep him powered. So it's a battery, <laughs> right? Isn't there and, a and, shot of like a couple different configurations of that blue glowing reactor kind of thing. It I'm could be sh- in the MCU. I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a small arc reactor. Mm-hmm. But nobody else has reproduced them yet. R- remember, we don't know what Stark Industries is doing right now. Hey, this, this has been a long time. Tony could have, you know, miniaturized it even smaller. All the time. Let's not go down that road. In the category I brought it up. I don't think it's an arc reactor. I don't think, I th- so to me, I think that's one of the things they're just going to blow by. I of don't think they're going to spend my, my it, like. It, it, it might just be an, a drop of, you know, what kind of power source it is. Because really at that point, then it's, it could just be technology. It could, it, you know, it might not be anything with. You know what they got sure. out of that drone and put into into him. Well, they just needed a power source. They said, and they were. You see them tap into the chaos magic of the drone. Mm-hmm. So was but, this so like the, a jumpstart kind of thing, or was it infused into the vessel? We'll see. Like but we do. It. We kind of skipped this scene. Is the big standoff at the end where we get a pretty comic accurate accurate uh, Agatha? Yeah, the costume looks cool. The costume looks I'm, badass. And she's got the kids by some magic nooses, it looks like. And she basically says, you're the Scarlet Witch, which is the first time we ever heard that in the MCU. Yes, And she's like, the only way that you can create life is to be tapping into chaos magic. And you saw saw the fear in Agatha. And from what we saw of her origins, basically taking out the entire coven. Doesn't fear much. Uh, So it's like... Scarlet Witch is a big badass across the board now. I'm I'm just sitting so that that scene. I, I pulled up an article earlier and that picture is actually in it with her with the two kids. And I saw a comment, I don't know, a couple days ago of why didn't the kids just walk backwards? <laughs> so that's as if we're thinking those things are rope like. We don't know if they have a rigidity to it. We assume that it's a rope. But what if it's like a stick with just a noose at the end of it? Like the dog controlling things that the... Uh, you turn around but, and you walk. But then but we're, then we're also assuming that it has uh, power over the kid's powers. Because kid right, could just spe- run out of it. Right. Speed, speed could just run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think it's... She's a powerful witch. They, mm-hmm. they amped her up a little bit for even more than she is in the comics in this. So... I think Wanda coming to terms with she, she might, is for this battle that's going to happen. She might be taking the kids' powers and or killing them to to fight Wanda. Yep. Can, um, can, I, can I bring up a point? Because um, I'm trying to wrap my head around this, and I'm I'm not seeing anything, and we, I don't think we've had closure on it yet. So if uh, Wanda slash Scarlet Witch, you know, everything around her is red. Um, Agatha is purple. Mm-hmm. We did see, was it Dottie? Yellow. Cutting yellow flowers in yellow, yellow here, yellow there. Um, there are theories, you know, certainly all over the place about who she is and what she's doing there. Um, I can't remember witch, yeah. what they are right now, but is she, will she play a part in this last episode? I don't know. And uh, for the past like three weeks, four weeks, I've purposely been not looking at any kind of theories online. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of, I, I like keeping it more of a, you know, in my own brain and, and go from there. But they wouldn't hire that actress. 
to be a nobody. Right. True. You know, it's not like she's not known. She's got a pretty big following in the, uh, the weed inverse. So we'll see what she, happens. She's something. But th- <laughs> this comes down to what I said at the beginning of the ep- issue. There's too many strings to tie up at the end of this, uh, series season series finale. Like the kids. so we've got to tie up what's going to happen to Vision what's going to happen to Wanda is there going to be Mephisto who's the big bad we got to fight Agatha who's the the other witch what's going to happen to the outside what's happening with Pietro Pietro's dead sorry Um, we also need to find out what's happening with Monica too with Pietro yeah like what's going on with everything like we've got all of these things and we have a 22 minute show coming up. <laughs> Is it 22? Well, we it got 65, 65 minutes of end, end credits. credits. Yeah. 22 minutes of show. <laughs> but I mean, the, last, the last episode was like, what, 38 minutes, I think. It's somewhere not, it said that the last is like 50, 55 minutes. I saw somewhere. Was it well, we, we really we got we discovered.com? We were also told no, the last three were an hour. Cosmic Book News, which is just as... No, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see it off of one of those, one of those sites. Um, so, but there are a lot of loose ends, like you said. Unless it's a three-hour show and it's got <laughs> you know, Zack Snyder extending it, there's With, no way for them to happily wrap everything up. So I have a feeling this is going to give us the feeling that we started feeling with the MCU, MCU, MCU movies, like... It's just building to something else. We really don't get a clean payoff. Mm-hmm. We get half a payoff and it builds to this. Like That's my one big critique of the MCU is they don't give you enough time to revel in the end of something and really see that end. It's always, well, this ends, but really it's this. You know, th- there's not many movies where they go, here's a good end, and then tag on the next time in the MCU. Like, they started just merging it all into one. Right, because we, we know this is going to literally lead into Doctor Strange, so... Yep, like, Winter Soldier, I think, did a good job of giving you an ending of that, yet still forwarding it. Doctor Strange did a good, did a good job of ending that and moving it forward. Right. But everything else is ending was tied to the future. Yeah, something we that was brought up on last week's show that, you know, didn't didn't make it out was the possibility or the thought of having an additional episode as a like deleted scenes. Well, cause they, well, here's uh, the thing is because next week there is nothing scheduled to come out. The following week is, is Falcon and cap or Falcon. And Winter next Soldier. week is going to be the, uh, assembled. Oh, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. You uh, and Frank be- have the same idea. Yeah, but well, right. Well, we talked to, well, hopefully that'll make, you know, the light of day sometime. <laughs> Um, yeah, it would be cool if that assembled episode, which if you people listening don't know, assembled basically the Marvel, the MCU version of the what's it called the show that has the Mandalorian behind the scenes, the creating or the whatever, like it's assembled basically going to be behind the scenes for all the MCU stuff. Um, and if they put some behind the scenes scripted versions into that to give you a little bit more of WandaVision. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Uh, Yeah. What I do know is this show has been the first uh, really interesting part of the MCU in a long time. 
The Infinity War Endgame duo was great because it was a payoff. It was our end of something. But not to take away from that, that that had 10 years building up to it. So I feel like that goes into its own category. You can't really compare that. The last few movies leading into that just felt like they were prequels to that. So it's been since Doctor Strange for me that I really like, oh my God, I love every little detail of this. Um, and this is this has been great, but like the, all good uh, things, the, the the Mandalorian show is called uh, Gallery. Gallery, that's it. Gallery. So I think Assembled is going to be the MCU's Gallery. And we'll see what happens today. Um, I'll be watching this probably around eight forty-five at night. Is the only one I get to eight forty-five a.m. p.m. Probably for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you No, we warning. get a text from you way before that. It's like yeah. 7 a.m. and Moshka's already at, watched yeah. it. I mean, I'm up at 5 every day, so I'm, I'm just going to watch I'll be it watching, as soon as possible. I'll be watching around like 2, 2.30. While he's at work? <laughs> no, I get home from work. <laughs> Slackers. I'm up at 5, too. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> it's that time. Moshko, do that thing. You can find everything that is Fireside at WelcomeToFireside.com. You could also find us at Welcome to Fireside on Facebook, Instagram, and Fireside Crew on Twitter. Make sure to also like, follow, subscribe where you can, and please tell a friend that we're also on YouTube now, as well as iHeartRadio. And if we get a few more subscribers <laughs> on YouTube, we could be YouTube slash Welcome to Fireside. Yeah, we picked up a few since uh, last week's uh, video came out. So... so- with everything that everybody's done, we really do appreciate it. We are doing some new stuff. We're going to try and keep it fresh and new. Um, I guess with the band back together, we should start doing some toying around stuff um, remotely. Yes. So, Wait, over. Yeah, moshka has got his toy stuff in the back. Um, if you aren't aware, the three of us did have a show, and we'll have a show again, Toying Around Live, where we did some toy reviews. Basically everything in the toy collectible realm. We'll have more of that. We've got Baby Huey's column at welcometofireside.com where you can look at that, the toying around area. And reviews are coming soon again. So Reviews coming back. Uh, listen, the, the pandemic year of 2020 took a lot out of all of us. There was Absolutely. some battery charging that needed to happen. But I feel like we're hitting our stride as always. Uh, Mr. Mauer. Uh, Moshko, we're double downing. On, double downing. That didn't come out right. Either way, we're producing way more content and we're doubling down on content. There you go. You can find me at, at uh, Moshko Collects, um, at Moshko also. Um, that's the personal account. If you want to check out all the cool stuff I post there, which isn't very much. Um, Remodeling yeah. and his dogs. Yes. <laughs> My dog is awesome. That's all I'm going to say. Better than crypto. Uh- Ooh. And I'm Huey, and I owe Moshko my next, like, four paychecks right now. Got a <laughs> big old stack like, of like uh, McFarlane toys. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, as always, we're going to have to start this back up again when it comes to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If you like us doing these recap shows, let us know, and we'll keep doing it. If you don't like it, let us know, and we're going to keep doing it.